Pedals and pistols, and welcome to our personal space. Literally, because we're here in person. Yay! First <laughs> this time is ever. Amazing. So amazing. Um, my name is Abby, and I'm Kaikina, and this is episode 15, titled "Gypsy Wagon." Whoop! Because that's what we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even when we're not out traveling actively. Yeah, I feel like we parent really different than mainstream which I feel like is default gypsy. Yeah. And we're always on the go. Even if we're not like traveling long distances, we're constantly hiking, outdoor adventure. We're not homebodies by any mm-hmm. means. Yeah. Same. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. COVID's been fun for us because that's not our default for sure. <laughs> nope. No, thank you. Yeah. But we're back. We're here. We gypsied. Yeah. We're in Utah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this episode is uh, about that. Gypsies. How we travel as a family and with children and all of the wonders and non-wonders that that brings yeah. to life. So that's cool. Yeah. So if you hear all the kiddos in the background, it's because... They are all just in the background. They're in, they're in the room right next to us because now that you guys are here. Or the husbands because they're probably louder than the kids are. Yes. You guys might get to hear some of the funny jokes they were saying earlier. We were laughing a lot before we even started recording. Yeah. So. Uh, if anyone would like to tell us if you have like scientific proof on why husbands lame pickup lines work on you still we'd really like to know because both of our husbands use them constantly and they're fantastic but we don't know why they work because if anyone else said them we would be like yep just like that (laughs) (laughs) so if anybody knows because we don't know the science like you said we just know it works yep it works so yeah, leave us a comment on that one, because I'd like to know why it works. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're here. We're here. And being here, I mean, I've seen you at least a couple times every week that you've been here so far, because you guys have got to stay longer, which yep. I love, because you guys are like my favorite family besides my own. Yeah. Um, but what's kind of, do you feel like you have like a word you could use as like a theme for this specific trip? So far, because I know that you guys do like to travel a lot. But yeah. What do you think for this particular trip for these past couple of weeks you would say is a kind of a theme that you guys have had? Um, wow, that's a good question. You threw me off guard. <laughs> um, <laughs> good. <laughs> We're here for a good podcast. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, hmm. I think two that really kind of ring true right now. One is perspective is really getting us right now um and another one is sanctification which sounds like really blanket statement as I say it but just with how much we gypsy around and I mean we've been married six years and we've moved nine times and we've traveled in and out of the country um as a whole family and separate during that time we yeah 
we're feeling sanctified in that specific in like the specific area of traveling and moving a lot and Mm. um so yeah that kind of narrows down like but that's the word that I would blanket it with is perspective and sanctification yeah so like those are good words. Yeah, you just blew my mind a little bit. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I always feel like you ask no. good questions. I didn't mean to. No, that was throw good. You off guard so much. <laughs> I love it because usually I think of those words like after the trip has ended. Mm. Like we go home and we, you know, pray about our trip and we talk about it and we reflect on it and the things that like really hit us or whatever. Um, and so there's usually words that my husband and I come up with like the aftermath. Mm-hmm. So thinking about it, like, while I'm still in it, it's just interesting. But, yeah. Sounds sweet. I like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been uh, really good, but really pulling at heartstrings. I feel like mm-hmm. both of us have been, like, super emotional on this trip, so. Aww. Lots of, for both good and bad reasons, yeah. like, but just emotional in general. Yeah. So, because of those two things, but it's been awesome. Yeah. We love being here with everybody. Minus the fact that it is so cold. <laughs> it's so cold, guys. <laughs> Which is funny, because for you it's so cold, but for us it's like, we've had anywhere between 80 and 90, which for us is kind of the, well, not when you first got here, but this past week particularly. Yeah. So yeah, it's warm for you guys, but it's 114 at our house in Arizona right now. So to be in like 82 degree weather right now is like, Ooh, I'm in long pants and a sweater. Yeah. Everybody bring your jackets. How's Azzy? (laughs) Great. (laughs) Don't even think about water games this time. Oh yeah. (laughs) Nope. I was like, can we go to the splash pad? I was like, Hmm. No, mostly because of COVID, but also because I would freeze. So, <laughs> no thanks. So, yeah, because yeah. COVID is still going on. Mm-hmm. Or is it? I don't know. I think most people forgot about it. Yeah. I'm That's too busy fine. being out, you know, because COVID doesn't work at protests. But anyways, sorry. <laughs> That's not what we're talking we're about today. We're not touching on that subject, by the way. We're people. not touching on that. No. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, updates on your end. Because I know I've seen you, but I feel like we haven't been able to just sit down and have, like, deep conversation at all. Yeah, yet. like a full catch-up. Yeah. Because since real. before you came, we didn't record at all. Yeah. We suck, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Too busy traveling and having fun and being sanctified, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So is there anything that like you pers- like in your little tiny family bubble mm-hmm. that's like new or happening or moving forward with you guys? I think one of the things that I love and I've been talking about you with you about it for the past couple weeks that you've been here is the new um, perspective of food with my one-year-old mm. where before it was like, I don't understand why you're not eating. Can you just eat? Can you just eat what I give you? And half of me has that just because I want to make sure I'm doing everything right because I'm an overthinker. But then at the same time, I'm like, okay, but God made our bodies to work. And so I can trust that her body is going to work and she's going to eat what she needs, but like so torn in between. And so I got to the point where I had to ask you 
for help and like yeah. what do I do and the advice that you have has just been working so well and I feel oh, like just because of just because of that one aspect of how we handle food and how we handle mealtime there's been so much more peace in our house overall like Yay. it's I've been able to see how much of a hindrance that was just to the peaceable interactions with each other that's and awesome. so that's been like one of the best things about these past couple weeks is that um, that food doesn't have to be a struggle. Has your husband noticed a big difference as well? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. So Good. it's been really encouraging. We've both been talking about it a lot. Good. And it's a lot easier than I thought it was going to be too. Sweet. So it's been awesome. That's kind of been one of the highlights. Yay. So getting a lot more sun, especially now that you guys are here. Because it's not only warming up, but then you guys are always outside. So if we're going to hang out with you, we got to be outside. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's kind of so, what we tell everyone. Hi, if you want to see us, we're outside, so <laughs> you can meet us there. You can not see us. We're kind of brats, guys. My family. Yeah. Uh, I think your food thing definitely plays into this subject a little bit because one of the reasons we started doing food that way is because we travel so much mm. and it was not something that we could just nitpick about all the time. So, yeah, that's definitely a big part is not fighting over meals. Mm -hmm. It seems to be a struggle with a lot of people, though. Yeah. I don't know if you notice that within your friend groups that have kids, Mm -hmm. but even down to, like, it's either, like, nitpicking, nagging, constant reminder, fights, completely unhealthy bribery like there's yeah i feel like there's always like food and then mm-hmm. it's not just like food right and we just we i tried to fight with my firstborn and i royally screwed him up for mm-hmm. the first couple of years of his life um just doing what you did which is you're a first time mom. You don't know what you're doing. You want your kid to have enough nutrition. Right. We're kind of health weirdos. So you put that in the mix of like, what do I feed my kid and how do I make them, make them keyword healthy. You can't make your child be healthy by the way. Um, yeah. So it was like after messing up my firstborn and like really stepping back and taking into account everything, like totally changed our perspective and then we started traveling on top of it and Mm. moving a lot and yeah it's nice to not have have that hindrance in our household and i'm so glad that it's not one in yours anymore and i'm so glad that it started with the firstborn yeah too because that's that's one of the things that i love about having you as a friend who's been doing i mean your oldest is seven now so you've been doing this for a long time comparatively to me yeah and so (laughs) Having you on top of my mom who's raised seven and just being able to have kind of that medley of like, okay, I know I'm going to mess up because I'm a human being, but if I can spare my entire family more frustration in ways that are unnecessary Mm -hmm. as opposed to ones that are, you know, God glorifying. Because I feel like there is frustration and friction in things that will end up being God glorifying. Definitely. But something as simple as food and eating habits... I'd like to not be, I don't know, just kind of like the mess that it gets into when there is that much frustration and that much friction over something that's a basic need. Yeah. You know, it's not like 
like eating is essential. It's not yeah. a sin and it can easily become something like that. And we don't have to go into that right now, but like, I don't want something that that's, that, um, is that basic and that simple to become such a hindrance if that makes sense and in in our walk and in our growth as a family yeah and so, i know last week we kind of touched we talked to well not last week whenever <laughs> it was that we recorded before <laughs> sorry again <laughs> we were talking about discipline and how it's like choosing your battles and everything and yeah. i feel like that in the bigger spectrum of parenting and even marriage like just family life in general like what are you putting your energy into and are there areas that you can simplify enough that you're not putting out that energy in a place that, like you said, is basic or a non, like a not, not a God essential zone mm-hmm. and it can fall into those areas. But if you strip it down and make it really simple, then it usually doesn't become that Yeah, because there's not the fighting and the friction there. So yeah, it's a... I feel like that's a really good theme for traveling in general with children is like, what battles are you going to choose? Mm-hmm. And I kind of cut you off. So go ahead. No, you're you good. No, I don't even remember what else I was going to say. Yeah. I was now I'm wondering, have you had any particular battles this trip so far that you, as I mean, you're obviously talking about sanctification perspectives so or are there any particular ones with your children or whether it's parenting with your spouse that you feel like you can really see like, um, do you feel like for this particular trip, have there been any specific battles, whether it's with all of your children or your relationship with one of them? I mean, as you're talking about seeing the perspective and the sanctification that you feel like you can see being really worked out in this trip. Um, I mean, I feel like each trip has its own unique battles Mm. based off of, where we're going, who, who we're interacting with. Um, I mean, everything down to like weather, sometimes there's new foods, new cultures, all of that. So that all changes a lot. Um, and I wouldn't, I don't know if I would necessarily say that the sanctification and perspective is real. It's not relationship based for us, but I would say that my five-year-old is struggling on this trip Hmm. and I think his is a combination of things of we live a very kind of laid back but very schedule based life Mm -hmm. and (laughs) that sounds really contradictory. Can those work together? They do. (laughs) They do work together. If you met me, it would make sense. <laughs> I'm I'm so chill, but I get a lot of stuff done. Um, so I feel like for him, it's just like the overwhelmingness this time around between like people we're interacting with and that he's not like we're taking a break from school right now, which he loves and it definitely helps focus his brain. Um... I think he's really dreading going back to the heat because out of all of my kids, he does not like the heat at all. Mm-hmm. It really fries his brains. He, um, he's very Nordic in that sense. He takes after my husband. <laughs> he wants to be in like high mountain tops in cool weather. Yeah. So here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So the mountains have been very therapeutic for him, but also it's caused a lot of friction in his own brain of knowing that this is not his permanent home, Mm. that we have to go back to being in the heat. But then also simultaneously, like he's loving the freedom of that, but also he really misses his schedule Mm. and his stuff and his home and the way things go. You know, like he wakes up every morning. Still, we've been here for what? A week and a half now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do we have school today? Do we have school today? I'm like, bro. <laughs> you want school? <laughs> like, <laughs> All my kids enjoy school, which I'm very thankful awesome. for. But he, him particularly, he needs that part of his brain itched. So mm. that's been a real struggle. So we've seen it in outbursts like you saw like 20 minutes ago mm-hmm. of him really just crying and screaming over nothing but being overwhelmed. Because when he calms down, he's like, oh, duh, that was stupid. Mm-hmm. But it's just because he's having a hard time processing. So I feel like as far as battles and choosing our battles and choosing how we're disciplining him on this trip, because um, also sometimes that changes like how you discipline. Because obviously it would discipline him different if we were at home and he was acting like this because I would know that all of his basic needs were covered. He wasn't having Mm -hmm. an overwhelmingness. There wasn't new environment and food and all of that being introduced and throwing at him. Mm -hmm. So he's trying to process 10 million things a day that are new on top of just trying to do life. And so, you know, in those unique situations, we have definitely a lot more grace and patience because he's just trying to dill pretty much. So, but all my kids travel really well. That's good. So, but that's trained because we started him young. (laughs) (laughs) I think my oldest, his first road trip was like a 10 hour drive and he was four months old. Cute. And then our, my second, his first trip was at six months And it was broken up into two days, and it was like two four-hour car trips. Mm -hmm. Our third, she was on an airplane at three months old, and then that one was only like two hours, and then she was on a 10-hour plane flight at six months old. Mm -hmm. And then our last baby, he was four and a half weeks old, and we flew to Hawaii. So... (laughs) We start, start them very young. Yes. <laughs> we start them very young. We are not afraid to travel with small children. That's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think ours was five months when we first took her, and we went across country in the course of two and a half days. That's awesome. So, yeah. she's all, ever since then, she's been good. We love, like, driving is one of our favorite things. Now yeah. that my husband doesn't do rideshare for a living, like, we all enjoy driving. She's just content sitting in the back, might nap. Yeah. We usually drive around, stare at people, mm-hmm. watch people drink coffee. Yep. So, and go all the random places we go to. So. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. it makes us excited for the summertime because we're already, like, trying to plan. We're like, okay, can we make a trip here? And I just love that, like, we have to work out all the finer details of, like, where you stay, how much it costs, and all those things. But then... I love the stre- the lack of stress when it comes to like how is my child going to do because I already know that she does so well. Yeah, on a trip. Yeah. So. And there's definitely training. What were some things that you guys felt like you really prep well in specifically for your family so that your road trips are stress-free? Mm. 
snacks enough food because <laughs> mm. everybody's already trapped in the car yeah and so um snacks that are delicious and also nutritious things like nuts and um fruit dried fruit but especially like fresh fruit where you can get it because yeah. if you know the right spot to go to even while you're traveling you can get really good fresh fruit for sure um um so that's one of the things i don't know since then we haven't had crazy tons so i think one of a lot of the traveling that we've done has been to family in different spots we've gone across country to family reunion we've gone um like up to montana to see family and stuff and one of the things i know particularly with my daughter is that um having enough one-on-one time because there's so much family around and so much going on. A lot of it's new, especially since she's only a year and a half now. A lot of it, um, a lot of what helps to kind of keep the balance of our, I guess, our regular family structure yeah. is just having enough of this time. Yeah. And, you know, when it's like, okay, I've gone to auntie, I've gone to grandma, I've gone back to auntie, I've gone and played outside with mom, and I've gone and played outside with dad, and now I'm eating with mom, and then now I'm going to go play with auntie again. It's like... Even though she knows all these people, it's good to still have that one-on-one because you're in a new place. People, even though you might know them, are maybe in a different environment, and so they are also acting differently, mm-hmm. or you know, their own routines thrown off. So you know, they're acting differently. But um, I think one of the biggest things is just making sure there's enough set enough set a, set aside time yes. for family. So whether that's like, you know, the whole family's together, we've had dinner, everybody's hanging out, and it's like okay, we could totally hang out for another hour, but I know that my toddler needs to go to bed. Yeah. And I know that she needs, like, you know, like we need to talk about our day. We need to do our song. We need to pray together. We need to have kind of that familiar bedtime routine. Yeah. And that connection with one another away from other people. Yeah. Um, which can affect things, you know, like sleep and, um, the whole attitude of the next day a lot of times. So yeah. definitely. Cause um, kids are not good at I think that's something that parents forget is like our kids are so excited hmm. to go and yeah. do all of those things like play with auntie play with cousins see new places they really suck at regulating themselves in a way that expresses I just need family time mm-hmm. I just need mom time and I think as parents sometimes we get lazy where we're like, well, why don't you just go see your aunt? Mm-hmm. Or, well, why don't you just go play with toys for a minute? Or, well, why don't you go out and play in the sand? There's a whole entire yard of sand or a beach to play on. And what we're forgetting is like, yeah, but they, it's so overwhelming and they don't know how to express that. Yeah. That they really actually yearn for normal and you Mm-hmm. still even though they're so excited my oldest is the worst at this <laughs> he's the worst <laughs> he's this is the area guys that he's gonna struggle with probably his whole life but just that regulation of he goes and goes and goes and goes and goes and then it's like two days later he'll come to me and just bawling and being like, Mom, I haven't seen you. You're ignoring me. I haven't spent. And I'm like, honey, you don't sit still at all. <laughs> like, you have not come and sat by me this whole time. And I've tried to been like, bro, will you bring it down a little bit? And you don't want to. So I haven't been ignoring you, I promise. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> But he thinks like I'm intentionally like, 
leaving him out of things because he's so distracted and so excited and so overwhelmed about all of the new and fun that then he feel he hurts his own feelings (laughs) (laughs) so he my oldest really struggles with that a lot (laughs) yeah that's been super great (laughs) luckily on this trip it's been a little bit better Mm -hmm. but um so what do you feel like there's I feel like this can go both ways there's areas that a lot of people prep for in traveling with children that they end up finding out was completely unnecessary or not useful or they go on their trip and they run into something that they're like, I did not even think about that. Mm-hmm. Like, why? that's so basic or silly or, like, have you experienced either one or both of those things? Um, I know the way that it happened for myself was one family trip that we did. And she was, like, four months old, three months old. Like, three, kind of three, four months. Okay. And I was so set on making sure that she had enough swim diapers and a swimsuit. And it was like my thing. Like I had to have it. It was like this weird like tick that I was like, if I don't get this done, the whole trip is ruined. Like my daughter is at three months old is going to be scarred from this trip because I didn't have all this stuff together. It was so random. And then we get there to the trip and she wears a swimsuit once. And like we went swimming every day. And the only time she wore her swimsuit was one time that we went swimming. Mm. And everything else was fine. And like didn't even need to have a swim diaper for most of it just because that's how kids are. If you know your kid enough, I feel like yeah, it's pretty easy to navigate around that. But I just, I remember like getting like, what was it like day two or three of that trip? And I was just like, why did I do that? I was literally like, stressing out myself. I was stressing out my husband <laughs> over the fact that I needed her to have a specific swimsuit and this, these specific water diapers. And it turned out she didn't even need it. And so That's I don't awesome. know about anybody else, but I do know that was one of my things. <laughs> so since that particular trip, I've been like, yeah, you know what? What happens? happens and it's all okay I have no control over it anyways I can bring all of the snacks all of the entertaining things have all the plans set out and still yeah things can happen and I gotta be okay with that yeah and so what about for you what do you see what, what do you feel like is like a common habit that you see in that um I know definitely my first loan trip with my oldest being a single mom at the time, I like felt like I needed all of the things, like mm-hmm. all of the toys to entertain him because I felt so bad for some reason. And a lot of it was influences of other people that I was not navigating well myself mm. and just like over reading or over whatever, but I was not actually knowing my child and knowing who I am. Mm. Like, I wasn't taking that into account enough. Yeah. And it's like, the blog said, blah, 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 so I did it kind of an attitude, <laughs> which was just, that's stupid, guys. Um, but so easy to fall into it. So easy. Mom. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially. And anytime, mom. Like, if you get mm-hmm. a curveball thrown at you in your parenting and you go look up seven different blog posts about it, like, you're naturally going to gravitate towards one and try to stick exactly to their book instead of, mm. like reading the information, taking it and applying it to how your family functions or who that child is specifically. You just kind of like throw it on like a blanket and hope it covers all of the things, um, which just ends up not working. So that's definitely what I did. And 
I was so miserable because I had so much crap that I had to track. (laughs) I stressed myself out so bad because I was like, I had a diaper bag and the snack bag and the toy bag and our clothes and Mm. I brought a stroller and my carrier, which at this point I hadn't even owned a stroller before this. And I felt like I needed one for the trip because everyone was like, if you fly on an airplane with a kid, you need a stroller because da 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 da. And I was right. like, okay, well, I have to go purchase a stroller. So I spent extra money. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was silly. So, yeah, I would say the stuff one for mm. me. Like now, our trip here. So, our trip from where we live to here is like. 10 hours with no stops. Mm -hmm. So with stops, which we really like to stop, it's usually like a 12 or 14 hour drive for us. Um, And I would say the stuff one is huge. Like everyone we talk to, well, do they have enough stuff to entertain themselves in the car? My children played with one item the whole way down. The rest of the time they were so content to sing songs with us, and talk with us, and read the Bible with us, and sleep, and gaze out the window at all of the wonders that God has created, that we brought a tiny little backpack, we call it their go bag, Mm -hmm. Um, and it has like those reusable drawing pads on it, Yeah, it has like little magnet blocks that stick together so we don't lose them, and like a couple other like small, really small things. And they literally use their drawing pads for a car game that we play. And that was it. Yeah. They didn't use any toys the rest of the time for a 14-hour drive. Hmm. And so I feel like that's a huge one, like realizing that your kids will enjoy it if you allow them to. Yeah. That you don't need to distract them from enjoying the journey. Mm-hmm. That that's part of the fun for them, really. And I remember that being part of the fun for me when I was little. Um, but I feel like a lot of the issue with traveling with children kind of comes into that of like feeling like you need to entertain them above experiencing yeah whether that's with activities that you pay for at your destination or bringing too many toys or feeling like you need like filler things like tablets and which it's totally fine if you use any of these tools but from my experience, I would say that the excessiveness of it is where a lot of the stress comes in mm. of like too much tablet time when they could actually really be enjoying sitting on the couch and staring at the ocean or mm-hmm. too much, too many toys in the car that they end up fighting and arguing about it or dropping it and crying that they can't reach it because we're driving or whatever it is when they could just be staring out the window or singing a song with you or like you said, like the excessive amount of swimming things that I brought when, if you would have slowed down and thought about it, you would have realized it was unnecessary. That over excessiveness of the entertainment side, I feel like really causes a lot of stress in parents when they travel. Mm -hmm. And we love staying low key about that. So, (laughs) which I feel like there's a way to do it, honestly, in the way that you just described your entire parenting, which is laid back and scheduled. Yeah. At the same time. Like there's, I've, it's got to be tangible in a way that you can do both, especially when you're traveling, you know? Cause I feel like I know like for myself, like getting worried about like 
the schedule and mm-hmm. being like even more so than all of the things being like okay if they're out of their schedule what is that gonna like how is that gonna come out and how is that gonna act yeah but being enough you know scheduled where it's like okay well we're still gonna do these things normally we're gonna go to bed around the same time or we're gonna still do around the bedtime routine or we're gonna eat around the same time in the day or we're gonna keep this consistent regular food just as kind of like a structure but then laid back enough that it's like and we'll also handle it when it comes because yeah. we're people and we can't predict it yeah 100% um so more than just your parenting overall but I feel like in specifically traveling I feel like it's a really good principle to have and something that with even with practice can be applied to every family for sure yeah I, I think my husband and I always talk about like is it simple enough and like, is it structured enough that we're not stressed out about it and it gets taken care of so that we can really lay back and enjoy? Mm. So it, that's where that comes into play of like both structured and laid back. Mm-hmm. Like we're structured enough that all of the things get taken care of so that we can just enjoy the rest of it yeah, and really soak in every minute of it and that's definitely our overall parenting style, but I feel like it's super necessity when you're traveling with them to have those things. So, um, the two verses that I had to go with this specific podcast, um, is Proverbs twelve twenty five, and it says, anxiety is a man in a man's heart weighs him down, but an encouraging word makes it glad. And Romans 15, five and six It says, now may the God who gives the power of patient endurance, steadfastness, and who supplies encouragement grant you to live in such a mutual harmony and such full sympathy with one another in accord with Jesus Christ, that together you may, with united hearts and one voice, praise and glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I think those are two verses that we have definitely read over and over again on road trips. Like, are we setting anxiety in our kids' heart as we travel, like creating fear in them or stress in them with the way that we're talking about how we're traveling or where we're traveling or the new things? Um, Because sometimes like over talking about it creates that anxiety of like mm. you're going to be or like setting this expectation about it like you're going to be so excited you're going to love it so much you're going to do this and we're going to do this mm. and like are you doing that to a point that you're actually causing detriment in how you're traveling like or are you encouraging them that like are you like we're excited for you to try this are you excited to do these things i am gonna be so excited to watch you experience this there's like a way that you can talk about it that one creates kind of this anxiety and nervousness and expectation in them and the other way that you talk about the trip can create like this peace and encouragement and unity within your family um and then the other one the romans one um Obviously, just a reminder that, like, sometimes people go on trips, and some of this is from my own personal experience. I always loved going to church on trips Hmm. um, and experiencing other people's churches and stuff or, um, like, getting in my word and stuff. And from personal trips that I went on when I was little, um, it was almost like we took a break from God, too. Hmm. So 
like that one's just such a good reminder to us personally of like, are we doing this united all together, no matter where we are? Um, that one's just kind of like our binding glue verse that we've used on our trips that like, we're not, we're taking a break from where we are or we're experiencing someone we're new, but it's all in unity. Like we're a team Mm-hmm. And it, like, really amplifies that for our kids. Like, wherever we go, we're a team. We are one family. We are united. And it's united under Christ. And mm-hmm. we're going to this place and we're experiencing it together. And it's for God-glorifying reasons. Even if it's just for enjoyment, that still glorifies God because we're enjoying his creation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really try to amplify both of those things as we parent through traveling. Um and so, yeah, those ones are definitely some of our meditation verses that we've gone to for traveling in our life. So that's awesome. I yeah. love that. Do you guys have you guys had anything like that, like prayers together, or you know, like goals or focus? I know you guys have not been married long or traveled much, <laughs> but <laughs> have you found that that's become more necessary for you, or something that's come up, or that you have? found something like after the first couple that you're like oh it's beneficial if we like pray before we start driving or Mm. like you have some sort of anchoring like god anchoring routine that you throw into your traveling Mm. as 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 my daughter has become older and less in the baby stage Mm -hmm. so more cognizant in ways um singing the doxology continuously together that was Mm. like that's one of my most grounding habits as a person, <laughs> like I think when we were, I was like about six or seven, my parents started singing with that, that song with us every single night. That's awesome. And so pretty consistently, even on the days that I don't, I'm not with my family and I don't sing it, it's still on my heart because yeah. it's just, it's such a part of me, you know, it's, it's to me as much as eating Yeah. because it's so regular. And now as a mom myself, I've been able with my husband to implement that in our daily structure. Mm. And so keeping that as a continuous theme in our trips has been really fun, which I'm excited to see now as my baby is now in more of a toddler stage and to see how that affects our trips that we take this summer and to see kind of like keeping that routine of specifically to the doxology mm-hmm. and on top of that to find out what else works for us. Yeah. You know, whether yeah. it is specific verses like what you guys had or making sure that we worship together while mm-hmm. we're in the car. Um, I'm, I, I would say I'm more so excited to see yeah. what kind of becomes the habits for us when it comes to that. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, we hopefully will be able to record a few more episodes together. Yes. That's the plan. Yeah. So we'll come at you. We'll, well, not live, but in the same room. <laughs> Which is fun for us. Yes. <laughs> you guys are not experiencing anything awesome on your side, but, well, maybe the sound is better. <laughs> that would be awesome. Sorry, we're still working out tweaks. But it's awesome on our side because we're going to go be in communion together and eat together. And yeah. it's going to be awesome. So hopefully we can get in a few more of these together yeah. before we separate. Um, you have anything else that you want to add? Um, just go check out our Pedals and Pistols podcast Instagram, which is the name of it, Pedals and Pistols podcast. Um, we've put up some photos up there so far of our time together. Yeah. So hopefully we can get some more before you leave. Um, but yeah, just go check that out. Follow us. We like having conversations with you guys. Um, 
So yeah, that's that's all I have to say. Sweet. <laughs> all right. Well, we out. We out.